Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. I'm Doug, and joining me today is JC, a bona fide witness. Hi, Doug. What's going on? You can see yourself? Yeah, very cool. Look at that. Last time we had JC on here, we did it with the phone in the game room, and the audio was horrific, and... I don't know why. I thought for the first few minutes it was it cleaned up pretty quick though. Must have just been the angle on the phone or something that might have been changed. Yeah, this is a this is a drinking episode. Cheers, cheers, buddy. Um, JC's a bona fide witness, Um, and we're we have a diagram of what he saw. Yeah, I mean what you saw for what I saw. Yeah, it still is. Still, is kind of baffling. It's something I think about like every day, you know, because I don't know if like people that see things in the sky, if they, you know, maybe they see it. I guess I, I don't know. I guess a lot of people probably do see it from their home, right? But a lot of people see them like yeah. they're out driving around, or they're camping, or they're visiting somewhere, or you know, they're on the desert, or. You know, they're hunting, fishing, camping. They see something strange. I don't know. It seems like that. But for me, it's like when I saw mine, which is, it was a year in October, October 17th. So, right. And it was like, I do that same thing every day. You know, I feed my dog and I walk him outside afterwards. And I walk outside my house. And ever since that day, it's like I look up at the sky at that same position where I saw that thing. And it's like, I never, you know, I don't see it anymore. It's not there. Especially when the weather was like it was, you know, to start the year this year for us. When we had all that crazy weather. Because it was kind of a crazy weather day when I saw what I saw. I thought about you when it stormed. Because we talked about on the other episode, the power was out three days. But I thought about you. I thought, this is the kind of weather. Yeah, it was really, really windy. Because people, I guess, don't typically come out and look at the sky, I guess. Yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of sheltering in place when that stuff is They're in their house. On those extreme weather events, you know. But, you know, Dr. Bill, you know, rest in peace, you know, was interesting in that episode. He said something to the effect of, um, you know, when he heard my description of it, which was, you know, it was kind of like an upside-down boat with the box on the rear end of it on the lower part of it and he was kind of like saying that um that was you know similar to a hypersonic missile is what you know he had mentioned that's in, kind of uh, in that and so yeah. i was like yeah you know i mean it was i'm gonna see what that looks like so i did i went and i looked at you know some photos of like you know renderings of of hi- what the hypersonic missiles are like and they're kind of they're more of like a cruise missile, right? They're sort of a flat missile with fins, and then they've got kind of an air yeah. dam thing, like on the bottom and the rear. That's, you know, you can definitely tell it's sort of some sort of hood scoop, air dam, you know, whatever. It yeah. looks like the front end of an old, you know, uh, Cobra, you know, from uh, that has that opening. But um, how big was it? Yeah, mine wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like that. Like a definitely wasn't like a hypersonic missile. It didn't have any fins or anything like that. I swear that I think it was like, you know, as big as like a full size pickup truck or you know a good size fishing boat. You know, yeah. like a like a like the kind of fishing boat that you you would own, and, and not like a charter boat, but something like that you would own. Like thirty feet. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Like yeah. a full size pickup truck, and it, you know, I tell you, and it was, 
the thing that I remember about it just was how black it was and how how black and how sinister looking it was. You know, it just it had this because I remember it, you know when it was coming at me, like I told you, it was I was like, what the heck is that? It was like at first I thought it was a bird and it was getting larger. And it looked like a, a square with a pointy roof, like like a small child would draw a house. Yeah. You know, just like a, a block with a little pointy roof on it. And then it, you know, it just kind of, as it got closer to me and got larger and it kind of morphed shape and to the point where it was right above me and I could really see it from the side and that it had this, you know, really pointed front end and it was almost like a hood that came to a point in the middle and all the way to the back where there was this box underneath the rear end, like this perfectly square box. And, you know, it didn't make a sound. And it just, it, and it was blacker than black. And it just, it looked sinister. It looked ominous. And it, um, it was moving so slow. And it was not moving at all on that, and the winds of that day were, you know, they were 80 yeah. mile an hour winds or whatever it was. It was crazy. And this thing wasn't buffeting at all in the wind. It wasn't, it, was, it wasn't changing its its plane or its pitch or its yaw at all. It was, yeah. it was just cruising and it was perfectly still and it wasn't affected by the wind at all. It wasn't, it was just, but it did look very sinister. And was it headed a, toward the base? You know what? It was headed because the power was out, right? So the power was out from East Sacramento all the way through parts of here in Carmichael all the way to Folsom. It was like, I think it was like 37,000 people were without power basically along the river. And where this thing was trajectorying was, was from the west of me to just slightly northeast of me. So it probably came right over your house. Like Mm -hmm. I was looking at the map. Um, yeah, you're right across the river. I'm right. right across the river from you, a little bit west. Yeah. Right, I'm really close. And so it was probably, it was trajectorying like from yeah. where I am, just south of, so it was just, it was a, it was probably closer to Watt Avenue when I first saw it. And then, you know, it was basically coming right along the the the, the river at a sort of northeastern trajectory, like a shallow northeastern trajectory. It was daylight, though. It was, it was, dusk. the sun was setting, but it was still light out enough that I could see it. So, yeah, dusk. It was, like I said, because the, the, there was a storm coming in, and as the sun was setting, it was refracting all this, you know, beautiful pink and, and purple and orange light off of that storm that was coming on the clouds to the, to the southwest. And this thing was just kind of sitting in the open sky. And moving really slow, and like I said, it looked like a little it looked like a bird at first, until the point that it was this big object over my house. Made no noise, just behind obviously. It. Of course, it's windy. You probably couldn't hear anything. No noise, that. and I could. I mean, I could hear, you know, the the sound of the tree of the wind whipping through the trees, and you know, it's it's funny because, again, like we were talking about this most recent weather events that we had. I went out there too, and I was like, "It's like I've got these, you know, those Italian pines that are like those tall, skinny ones that they grow really, really tall and pointy." And there's like, I walk right out of my house, and there's like, you know, a couple houses over. There's like three of them that are really high in the air. And I walk out of my house, and when it's windy, I look right up at those things, and I just see them moving. Yeah. And it's like that's how it was that day, and that's how it was during those these most recent storms that we had. And it's just, 
Yeah, you can hear the hear the hear the definitely hear the 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 wind whipping through the trees, but not it wasn't so loud that it would obscure the sound of an of a craft that right. was flying over the sound that it should make. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, "What the hell is that? Is that a piece of garbage flying in the sky? Is that?" You know, is that a homeless person's tent? Yeah, is that um, put it back up again? Yeah, and that's it. Doesn't really. It looks like a drone almost. You know, I mean, if you can imagine that, and so at the at the bottom part is a square, like a perfect cube, and then that's like looking at it directly from the side. But if you right. can imagine that, that from the top part of it, there's a there's a it's a, it's crested to a point in the yeah. top, like a boat would be. Right, so like it, it was like so a boat, and then and then a lever down the side. So if you're looking at that thing coming at you from the front, it would look like that little kid's house, right? Right. All you would see was the square, and then the point at the top. So it's I don't know what the hell it was, Doug. I don't know what the hell it was. No lights. No lights, and like I said, black, like blacker than black, like sinister, know, sinister looking, like they did. Like I had mentioned in, the, in our well, first time we sat down, there was a study that I had read about a long time ago where scientists were trying to discover the most darkest color possible, which obviously is black. Right. But like the darkest shade of black. Yeah. And that's what this was like. It was like darkness. I mean, it was just, it was so pitch black. There was no shine on it at all. It was just like flat, matte black, just like... That would that almost would. hard to describe, right? Because it wasn't, you couldn't see any, it wasn't bright enough that I could see. I mean, I could, it was bright enough that I could see it perfectly, but I couldn't see any, any detail beyond the shapes. You're a pretty good artist. No, bad. I think, I think that's a, I wish I was a better artist. I think that's a horrible <laughs> rendition. But, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's something I think about all the time. It was it was a year in October, and it's like I still I make that trip with my dog every day, and I look at that same spot in the sky. Five forty three p.m. Yeah. on in twenty twenty one October seventeenth. Yeah, yeah. So we just passed the. Because I'm Doctor Bill's alien probe technical information sheet, and we got to give a shout out mm-hmm. to Bill, even though he's not with us anymore. Yeah. And, uh, he was disappointed that he wanted to make sure when I uh, had talked to you that I, we filled out all the information. Is there stuff? Oh, no. So did, did we fill out everything? I don't think we did. But I think we got the high points. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, I never did, and I never did report it to anyone. I never went yeah. on the MUFON or anything. I just, you know what? The reason that I didn't do it, and it's like I told you before, it's like, and I'm not wor- worried about anybody thinking I'm a crackpot or anything like that, like we were talking. I mean, I mm-hmm. care less what people think of me. I'm old enough that yeah, I'm I confident in who I am and stable enough on my job and all that kind of stuff, right? It's well, like, it's always uh, the employment. Yeah. You know, we talk about that. What's the owner of your company going to think? You know? Yeah. But I think any more people don't lend. Yeah. They don't care. It's yeah. like, it's odd that you find people that, and I have people like this in my family. In fact, my wife's one of these people, is that. I don't really care what's going. I'm like something's going on up there, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we need to find out what's going on. It's yeah. like they don't really think they there's. It's just a don't don't really care, you know, yeah. what's going on up there. Yeah. And then now we've got the you know we've shot down four of these 
One of them we know was a Chinese balloon, but what were the you other You know three? what? I mean, we know that it was a balloon, right? Yeah. I don't know that we know that it's a Chinese balloon. I think that, you know, I don't, I don't really believe... Oh, that's a good point. We don't I, don't, I don't believe a word that our, you know, the State Department says about anything or the Defense Department says about anything. You know, I mean, if our government has proven one thing since JFK was assassinated, is that you can't believe a word that they say, right? Yeah. They're going to tell you what they want you to hear. And so, um, you know, who knows what that, who, who, who craft that actually belonged to, um, and what, you know, what it was doing, um, you know, we'll see, or maybe we won't, but yeah, these other ones that all of a sudden started happening, kind of happened in a flurry over the weekend was, that's a little bit strange. You know, I think the, the first one that I heard about was the, you know, I think the first one that they shot down somewhere over Alaska and they said so the the the, the Chinese one right was at 60,000 feet yes and nobody flies at 60,000 feet so that wasn't a threat to anybody yeah. right that's one of the reasons that they let it go because they said that there was no jeopardy for commercial traffic Correct. at all uh, so and, but this one was at the one in Alaska was at 40,000 feet yeah right and they talked about how the fighter jets were flying alongside of it or, you know, that the one of them the, the, was flying alongside of it. One of them uh, fired, like, the first time they fired on it was unsuccessful. Yeah, they missed. They missed, right? Do you and know so, how much those things cost? Yeah, there was something like $60,000. No, they're $500,000 yeah. a piece. <laughs> so they wasted five hundred grand. Yeah, like nothing. A hundred dollars shooting at God only knows what. Yeah. But, um, you know, they... There's two things that I found really interesting about that. One is that they they said they specifically said that they were flying alongside of it at forty thousand feet. So right? is it going Mach? Right. So how fast is that fighter jet going, and how far yeah, fast is this thing? I don't going? think it's the slowest a... they go is you know probably four hundred. Yeah, exactly. Right. So is this yeah. thing moving at that speed? And if so, is it, is that? I think that excludes it being a balloon, right? Well, they one con you never know if these comments are real or not. And the comment I heard by one of the pilots, he didn't couldn't figure out how the the thing stayed aloft. Yeah, which indicates that it was moving. It wasn't a balloon. Yeah, more than likely, right. it was a cylinder. Yeah, that one was a cylinder. Okay, they shot it down. It was like a metallic cylinder. They said, and he said they shot it down over. Well, it, they he didn't say, but they reported. That it got shot down over uh, the Yukon, which is a very inhospitable. Right. And if you shoot, so I never understood either, even with the Chinese balloon, um, why they have to shoot a missile at it? Why do they have to? Right. They didn't want to get, I don't think they wanted to get too close to it, probably. Yeah. I mean, that might have been a thing. That might have been. But a you, know, you got to yeah. launch a major rock or something that'll take down another jet at yeah. a balloon. Yeah. There's not going to be much left. There's not going to be much left of those other ones. Yeah. So, and then the second thing is if they did fire a missile at it and they missed it, you know, with all of our technology and, you know, with these things, they zoom in to, on a target and they hone in and they get it, right? Especially if something, yeah. this thing must have had some evasive capabilities is kind of what I'm thinking. So, for when, when they miss it, right? Because it, it wasn't just a, 
It should have been that. So hard. where'd the missile go? Well, where'd the missile go? Who knows? But like the first one that they shot down was over Alaska somewhere, but it was over. They said it was over frozen part of the ocean or the lake. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that. And they thought that would be a good chance to recover it because it was over this frozen thing. And I think the next one was over. Yeah, the it was Utah. a frozen lake. Yeah. And then the next one. Then there was like two more. I skid so much I. Who's counting anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, there was three. The last one was Lake Superior. They surprised. And but, yeah. I mean, if they shoot into a bunch of pieces, they're never going to find it. Yeah, I mean, they're having problems finding the Chinese parts of the Chinese. Yeah, and it was only in forty feet of water. Yeah, so who knows what's going on? They're lying. You know. Yeah, the but, government's uh, lying. That so that new so before when we were talking, I mentioned that new show on um, Nat Geo did a really really good job kind of revisiting some of the stuff yeah. that we already know with Colonel David Fravor and um, you know his his wing his wingman was that woman pilot and um, you know talking with Lou Elizondo and, and um, Chris... you know the, anybody, the thing about those shows are and I'm watching one called I can't remember the name of this Jer- George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell they're, They're doing a podcast type weaponized, show. yeah. And they yeah. just talk about this. They It's like they start a new show. It's almost for money. Because they yeah. start a new show and they just talk about the stuff that, they've already, that we already know about. Yeah, yeah. They're not offering up anything new. Yeah. It's always the same stories. It's Roswell. It's, you know, all the different things that, stories that, you know, it's Lazar. Yeah. Because that's George Knapp's claim. One of his claims of fame is, you know, bringing Lazar to the forefront. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Being the guy. I just think it's a money grab sometimes. Sometimes I could see how you think that because it it does get. I want something new. But I think that what I was kind of pointing at is that they did a really, really good job in this episode of really outlining how those Tic Tacs in the, in the, with the Nimitz, how they really, how they moved. So they did some really good stuff digitally to show yeah. you like the kind of movements that these were making, yeah. Versus you know what the planes that were kind of what, that were up there watching them could do, yeah. Versus how these things were moving around, and that gets back to the point about you know these things in Alaska or over Canada in the north that we're having encounters with right now with our military that they're sh- they're being effectively shot down. Just to right to a certain extent, they like they've shot them all down. I don't know that those are the same things, yeah, because they don't seem to have the maneuverability. Although they seem to have some, because if they're flying alongside them at forty thousand feet, I don't know how, and not flying around them, right? That's like so, and but then shooting them down. Are they keeping up with this thing? I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's kind of there's some some open open things that need answering there because I I think that. Um, the technology that these things that that they saw, you know, off the coast of California down there, uh, south, you know, down on, off our southern coast, the Tic Tacs, yeah. those things had a maneuverability that's unlike anything that we possibly could fathom. You know, and they did, like I said, that's what I was getting at. They did a really good job of kind of expanding on that and what that actually looks like. They did a good digital rendition of of it with some mapping and some digital lines. Those so things were pretty it. fuzzy too. There, yeah. um, there was talk at one point that those things weren't actually tic tacs; that they were actually a different design. They were 
they look like a Tic Tac because of the footage you're seeing, but yeah. they're actually something else. Yeah. I don't want to say a classic UFO, but I mean, or a flying saucer. Right. But something oval or something like the Roswell. You know, Roswell was just, they were egg-shaped. Yeah. I mean, we people talk about Roswell over the years that it's, and I talk like I know for sure, but from the interviews, um, and Do, Richard Doty, who we, we've grown to listen to now. Mm-hmm. Roswell, it was just, they're just egg, egg-shaped. You know, they're not, you know, they're mm-hmm. not the cool flying saucer-looking thing that we yeah. want them to see. Right. You know. Well, you know, you guys talked a little bit about uh, one, of, one of the things that, I, one of the events that I've always been fascinated with was Rendlesham. Mm-hmm. You guys talked a little bit about that last episode, and that's one that really is, I think that's a really important one. Yeah. And I think, you know, the fact that it happened on a base, American base, you know, in Europe and England and, and and the guys that saw that and what they said and how they went back out there and it was still there and, you know, the small craft with the with the, the writing on it and all that stuff. I just... And this is the one where the guy touched it and he got the binary code. Is that what they yeah. say? So I haven't heard that part yeah, of it. Yeah, I think it... I don't want to confuse it with one of the other ones out back there, but... Um, but it freaked those guys out. Like, the guys that found it were just, you know, just like guards. Like, they were, you know, they were grunts, basically, that found it. And they called yeah. their commander or whatever out there. And yeah, we got some weird stuff going on. Yeah, so that I was cool that you guys touched on that. I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about, um, and I never had it. And it's something, it's something that I went down a rabbit hole years and years and years ago about the 37th Parallel. Like yeah. The UFO superhighway. North America's, you know, the United States' UFO superhighway, super which I thought was really, really cool. And I kind of forgot about it and just thought about it recently because, you know, where we are, it kind of just goes like right to the south of us, right? Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're pretty close to it. And one of the things that I had read years ago, and I wanted to ask if you've ever heard anything about it. Is the like the black triangles where they the TR TR three Bs the TR three Bs or whatever that those that one of the places that those are seen the most is in the Sierra Nevada foothills. Oh, really? And one that's I read this that one of the theories was that they are in the Sierra Nevada foothills and they're they're because they need gold. And they like that. Huh. Whatever those crap, like those crafts are, they're they're in them. They're, that's one of the places that they're seeing the most, and that they're out there getting gold, which is I haven't uh, heard that, but it's yeah. You got. I don't discount anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I I read that somewhere years ago, and I always thought that was kind of fascinating. I've obviously I've never seen one of those things, but <laughs> yeah, there you know, mis- it's not like I've seen too. I've seen one thing, and it was uh, it was weird. But um, and then the other part of it, like. On the East Coast, and I did some research before we came out here, and it didn't really talk about it, but it was just that some research I did on my own was there's, no, I can't remember what the name of it is. It's like the, like the Smoky Mountain Lights or something like that. It's like in, in northwestern North Carolina. Yeah. Which there's like a, a phenomena with lights in those mountains that's been going on for millennia. That you know that people have seen, and there's no explanation of lights flying around that. 
those mountains. And that's like right on the 37th parallel too. Like it goes just south of there. Could be an electromagnetic thing. Who you know? knows? But they did something like that. There was a movie years ago. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a pretty good, good sci-fi movie, alien kind of experience movie that they did. And I always thought it was based on that. It was like some kids. That'd be interesting, dude. In some hills, up into the hills. Map that out and see what's on that. What's yeah. what's gone on? Yeah. Well, on I mean, they, when they talk like in that article, they talked to you like, like Dolce's on it, right? Which you guys talked about. Mm-hmm. Now, is is Dolce the one where, like, they you guys talked about that the guys they went and they broke into a cave and there was they got into a big firefight with underground aliens or. Reptilians or yeah, something it was on like Archuleta, that. Archuleta, Archuleta, uh, and that's New Mexico. Yes, okay, because it's right by Los Alamos. Okay, Dolce is a little town. Yeah. They call it Dolce, but it's not really in Dolce. It's in yeah. that this mesa. Yeah, and that's where they surmise that they built this. But uh, Doty, who he was in the uh, intelligence in the Air Force, he. This guy, he's, and he talks to other people in intelligence, and he says, we can't figure out if this dude is is not really saying everything he know, is admitting everything that he knows, or if he's discounting things on purpose. There could have been tunnels in there. I've read a really good science fiction book about this, and then I knew the story. Uh, the other thing was one of the guys got a contractor that was drilling in there. They drilled into another tunnel that had these It wasn't that where the, yeah. the story broke was like it was the Yeah, was and they the got in a firefight and then they yeah. all of a sudden they got in a firefight and then all of a sudden, you know, special forces was there. Sixty six people died. Yeah. They say. And um and uh like I mentioned on the last episode that I I actually looked at it on Google Earth and there's structures on top of Archuleta Mesa, but who knows what's but Doty admitted that the Air Force actually brought in a mining crew and was digging tunnels in there. So what was it what were they doing that for? Right. So you know, it's, so it's somewhere out in the desert, it's a big It's on the Mesa, it's in the hills up behind Los Alamos. Okay. They think the tunnels go from there to Los Alamos and they also think that they're doing genetic research on humans. Yeah. That these I don't know if you know how many people go missing every year. Yes. Hundred like it's staggering. So I, do. I do, yeah. The amount of people that yeah, just yeah. go missing. Yeah. And uh yeah, I've had this discussion with Debbie, like, well where the hell are they? There's lots of reasons for it, but yeah, like that definitely. But it's way be too many too. for it's way too many for yeah. uh it's way too many. Yeah. Where where are all these people going? I right. mean Yeah, I mean there's a there's you a can't lot just of any more yeah. the way things are with technology. Yeah, yeah. You can't just, it's hard to fall off the face of the earth. There's a lot of human trafficking. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there, it's, it's scary as shit, dude. It's a, There's a lot of organ harvesting. Oh, yeah. That's a real thing. Like, that's a real yeah. thing, dude. And I'm glad I'm old now. They don't want my organ. Yeah, I mean, it's still, right? If you, like, yeah, I had a doctor's appointment. Tell me said my heart's in good shape, so don't. You're good. I would curse it. Knock on wood. But, uh, yeah, don't tell that's a real thing, man. It's like, and it's. You're 100% right. It's like there's a lot of people disappearing, but some of it's probably that, too. Some of it's probably um, alien abductions or Maybe. or the government doing yeah. it themselves or whatever. But, I mean, 
But they're you know, saying that your, your imagination can only yeah. go so far. You know, who knows? It's Dolce. They have they explain what's in the first seven. How uh, big of a how big of a of, of like a, a, a place is it? It's gigantic. And I mean, mean, it's like is it a big? It's like, gigantic in the mesa, and they say below the seventh level is like the seventh one is they call it nightmare the nightmare alley but where they've done genetic experiments with people like bat wing you know people with bat wings and yeah, crap yeah. like that yeah you know that they're doing these experiments like just strange island of dr Moreau oh yeah down there yeah and uh under that is is alien city and nobody's humans don't go there it's yeah. just only aliens yeah i don't know it's are we ever really gonna you know with the way the government is we can't even get an answer to three simple things that have fallen out of the sky i don't know i mean i don't even know why they're balking at that i'll go back to that i don't even we can't find pieces of this how many days has it been it's been almost well not a week but it's been four or five days it's been half a week yeah it's been half a week. with our technology well that's the thing too with like with the with the chinese spy balloon again we go back to there like they followed this thing. They said they tracked it from China all the way, like whatever its flight path was. I'd love to yeah. just see a diagram of the flight path of this thing, right? And then finally, it hits the waters off the east coast of, um, you know, South Carolina, and then they shoot it down. They had all kinds of time in the world to get a recovery crew out there and prepared, right? To the point that they could almost shot that thing down and landed it on their boat without yeah. ever, ever hitting the water. Like, we have that technology. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they, to almost to that point, like they could have, okay, it's okay, it missed, but it fell right next to us. Let's scoop it up. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean, they have that technology, that ability to do that. So, like, why is it such a challenge to recover? Well, stuff? that's what so, they did with the Chinese, the, the Chinese. Yeah. They waited till they got it in a spot. And they still can't get everything And they yet. still can't get it. Right? So, it's like, I don't, yeah, I don't believe a word that those guys are saying. You know, it's just, uh, it's strange times we're living in that way because, you know, just like we were talking about the stigma of, you know, the UFO phenomena or what, like it's become pretty rapidly and pretty mainstream pretty rapidly, right? Like with the, with the disclosure of some of these videos that we've seen and you guys and I have talked before about, you know, we think that they've got, they, they, they think that they've got like experts think they've got way more video yeah. of way clearer shots of phenomena and I'm sure that they do. I mean, how could they not with all the technology yeah. that we have, right? So uh, we're getting breadcrumbs compared to what the government probably really has on this subject. But why don't they want to tell us? And I, you know, I'll ask you the who knows. The... I'll ask you the question that everybody I talk to, I ask. Um, I have a. One of the guys, another witness in um, Florida. I don't know if you've ever heard. Um, he has seen light. He's seen this thing like four city blocks. He lives on Lake Okeechobee in uh-huh. Florida. Yeah, I know it. And uh, he's a fisherman and he lives on the lake. It's like the biggest lake in Florida. Yeah. And uh, oh. he said it's this thing just flies. There's a nuclear uh, facility there. So, um, we're trying to figure out, well, is this thing interested in that for some reason or, and he, he sends us pictures, but he's got this, where he would, you know, if he had better equipment, I think, but he sees, he sends me stuff 
periodic, like, like it's pretty constant. It's not like where you saw that and it's like, oh, we'll probably never see that again. Mm -hmm. He sees it pretty, you know, pretty consistently mm -hmm. to the point where I think one of these shows should camp out there, camp at his house or yeah. something, you know, because he's seeing it all the time. But, Have you, know, you seen it? Has he shown you pictures I have of it? video, but it looks like little dots. It's at night always. Yeah. And it's just little, it looks like, I go, dude, are they drones? He goes, no, it's the way this thing's moving. It moves. Yeah. And that, you know, that's the thing is that I see a lot of videos online and you can yeah. just go on Twitter and yeah. look at, you know, Google UFO and, you, and you're going to see a bunch of stuff, click on videos and a bunch of stuff's going to come Yeah, up. but he, you know, this guy's seeing. There's a lot of stuff out there that doesn't have any kind of, of any of the characteristics that like Elizondo talked about, like what is it, you know, what is it doing that's abnormal in the sky? Yeah. Like, a lot of people see lights in the sky that aren't doing anything abnormal. And, and that's what you got to look for is I want to see videos of, you know, or like, what's that light out there through the trees or above the trees? Do you see that? Do you see that? What is that? You see all these videos online, but it's not really doing anything. It's just sitting there, right? You're not seeing yeah. it like start and stop or up and move move in any kind of way that is some of the descriptions that we've seen, like we've heard from the Navy. Like they, they've seen these things doing out over the thing. So. And I'll put that up in front of the camera. So well, that's like his camera is moving. He so. says it's... I go, is that your camera? He goes, no, I'm on my camera still. This thing's jumping well, that's around. that's absolutely his camera. Yeah, it looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah. But he'll send me those things. And I said, well, you know. He drinks. <laughs> the second one was right on top of it. Now I don't see it at all. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, see that I'm super skeptical of a video like that, right? Because it's like it's it's, it's hard to see any definition. It looks like camera, like yeah. it's, unless your camera's on a tripod, you know, and it's stationary. Yeah, and even if you or I were to do it, you know, it would look exactly like that. Yeah, because you can't hold the thing. So plus, if you're yeah. nervous, if the thing's really right yeah, there, yeah, just I mean, you don't realize how much you're, you're moving, but it's like yeah. you can't. We're not stationary as, as a species yeah but so you know he's a, a fan and yeah no that's cool no i'm not trying to dog you i'm not trying to dog you dude i'm terry, not trying to dog you man terry, get a tripod we believe terry. you terry yeah get a tripod man set something and a nikon get a nikon it? slr buddy yeah. mine actually a buddy of mine he, he lives in florida he moved to uh, st augustine florida uh oh we were just there a couple weeks and ago and he has um i don't know some new samsung phone and he keeps doing these comparison pictures where he's like on the beach and he takes a picture of, and you're just looking at the waves and the water coming in. And he's like, he's like, what boat? And, and the, he posted one the other day. He's like, what boat and Pelican? And then he shows another picture after where he's zoomed in on his Samsung phone and there's a boat and a Pelican, like a boat way the hell out there that you cannot see in the, in the first picture. That he's zoomed way in, and there's also a pelican like halfway in between. I haven't heard of that. Of that one. Are you an Apple phone guy? I'm an Apple phone guy, yeah. I'm an iPhone guy, yeah. Do you have the new one, the newer one? No, I have an 11, and then actually, I have two. I'm a, two, I'm a double Apple phone dude, yeah. I have two. I have a work one, and I have a personal one, yeah. Me too. My I'm personal double. one's I'm an 11, and my, my new one that I think. I just got a new one this year, or the end of last year, I think it was a 13. 
that I got from yeah. work. They, they have I got the thirteen, and that's the one where it'll go. It'll zoom pretty good, and not like that. Yeah, but it'll do fifteen. Yeah, 15. yeah. So I mean, the the, the technology is pretty good. I mean, they make movies and stuff with phones now. It's just, but that's it, right? Is that we can't. Even if and the more you're zoomed in on something, yeah. the more that movement yeah. is going to be magnified on your phone. So unless you have that thing stationary, and people are making movies like really high quality, you know, yeah. HD movies on their phones now, uh, doing shows. I mean, somebody was talking uh, about um, actually it was Joe Rogan was talking about it in one of his his interviews. I think it was with Matt Taibbi in his podcast with Matt Taibbi on Monday. And they were talking about this guy that he, he, he and I had heard his podcast before where like he went to a country that he goes all these crazy places and eats the food. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that podcast? And mm-hmm. he's, but he talked about, so they went to Egypt and Egypt confiscated all their equipment. Like there's, he's like, it's really? a, Why? it's like a horrible place, Egypt. And they just, they confiscated all their equipment, you know, probably just quoted some national security reason or whatever. That, That's you weird know, whatever because that, people are always taking pictures of the pyramids. Well, but it, it, these guys were like, a, you know, they had recording they, equipment they and all they kinds of stuff. Camera yeah, unit, you know, and it was a camera team or whatever. And, um, you know, they're probably just taking it and sell it, you know I mean? A third world country. Maybe. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, but he said, you know what it is? They, they just said, well, you know, screw it. We're going to make it with our iPhones now. Yeah, and it's great, and they say, that's what it is—a YouTube show, and they, and they do with their iPhone. Be careful with and your iPhone, though, because what, what I heard today that if you shake it too much, you'll break the camera. Oh, really? But yeah. and obviously, we're not going to shake it. My, yeah, my one of my right. kids has a Harley, and when you buy the, there's a camera mount, and it said if you buy this mount, buy this other vibration dampening thing yeah. because on iPhone the cameras will break I just, yeah I just noticed I have a, a, I dropped mine a couple times what I do is with mine is I'll take them and I always when I get them brand new I'll, I'll keep them in a case yeah and then but once because they're so sexy and but it's like once I yeah once I've had it for a couple of years I take it out of the case and just use it without the case you don't care I don't care as much, right? And it's like I like to see it. So expensive, I need to. But I, but I dropped it. it. I've dropped it a couple times, and I just know there's a little crack in the glass on the corner, right? Yeah. I mean, it's so dumb, right? I use the OtterBox, man. Yeah, well, indestructible. Yeah, but you can't charge it on like in your car. So I'll show you when we when we go. I'll show you how I how mine is. Yeah, I'll show you it's because it's the new OtterBox on the new. Oh, uh, can you charge it? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to yeah. check that out because yeah. I don't like the fact that I'm freaking lazy. I got the cords, you know. Who cares, right? Yeah, I mean, old corny. Like so that so you probably noticed I got a new car. What'd you get? So that's it's a 2022 Ford Escape. It's my new company car. Very right, nice. So I sold my Volkswagen. I don't need that need that anymore. But I was like, because you mentioned the charging thing, I was. Going through the, like the first day I got, I'm like going through the packet. And I'm like, oh, it's got all this cool stuff. It's got the car charger, yeah. you know, the wireless car yeah. charger. And no, my car doesn't have none of that stuff. Are you kidding me? It's a company car. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like the base model. I mean, do it's they got, buy it for you? But they, you have. Yeah, yeah, it's 100. My last paid job, for. I had a company. Yeah, every, it's, everything's 100 percent paid for. Yeah, so which is fantastic. I'm so grateful. It's a great perk. It's a great for gas insurance. You know, it's yeah. It's I remember anything goes wrong. Ah, you put it, take it to take it to the shops, pay yeah. it for. Absolutely, no. It's fantastic. It's a really, a really cool, cool uh, muscle. And I mean, I had a company car. I've been driving a company car for seven years, but it was a hand me down that got handed down again. It had two hundred seventy thousand miles on it almost when I finally, you know, yeah. and the only reason they got me 
a new car was because it wasn't passing smog and it needed, needed smog. It needed registration this month, February. Yeah, it wasn't passing smog and it needed. It was a V six, so it needed two new catalytic converters and a bunch of other stuff. And so yeah, they're like, okay, we're just gonna get you a new one. <laughs> cool. Yeah, you know, so, I love that. Was one of the, yeah. that was a great perk for my other job. Yeah, so it's definitely. So I went out cool. and bought a a, a twenty two uh, Ram Laramie. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's pretty nice. nice. But it's got all the bells and whistles. Yeah, you know? this it has some weird stuff, you know, that I'm not used to. I'm really uncomfortable with keyless entry. Yeah, I'm old school like that. Like that keyless entry, keyless lock thing is. Like, you just touch it and it opens. You, you just touch it and it yeah, opens as like long that. as you got the key in your pocket. You're right next to it. You need the same with the lock. Uh, it's, I'm really uncomfortable with. You that. know what I had a hard time getting used to that push button start. The push button start is is o- is okay. The push button, everything else is weird. Like the push button parking yeah, the, brake. The, yeah, what about the, the shifting? Knob, the, knob. You, the knob on a transmission. Yeah. You know, everything's digital now. I do like the backup camera, which I didn't have. I do like the, it's got the blind spot markers on the mirror, which is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's pretty neat. New like technology is good. Yeah, I mean, some of the fun. technology. But it, it, it's, fu- it's funny how some of the things that you would think would be standard technology or not on the car like it has led tail lights but not led drls right like why like every car has date led daytime yeah. running lights now yeah. like why wouldn't it have daytime running lights now it makes no sense but whatever i can't complain it's free cars it's brand new cars so i'm not going to complain yeah. but um, so yeah. are you golfing I've been golfing a lot, still golfing. I saw yeah, that on Facebook. So, yeah, yeah, I tried to golf. Actually, I, you know, we had such a wet winter, right? I tried to golf that the week bef- between Christmas and New Year's. There was like I took off for work, which I always do. There was one day that it didn't rain. I think that Wednesday, and I said I, I had to play. I need to play so bad. I'm on vacation. I got to play. That chased the white ball. It was so horrible. It was mm-hmm. just swampy and wet. I just went out to Mather, you know, just because it was close and convenient, and it was just, it was horrible, but yeah, I play uh, at least once a week. At least have I you played Ansel Hoffman? I have played Ansel Hoffman. It's got a lot of trees. A couple of times. So, I don't know about Ansel Hoffman, but so we played, um, you know, they designed the holes around the trees. It's, I mean, depending on where you hit your ball, it's not, it's... I suck, so it's, it's a real all, problem. Yeah. So if you're gonna hit your ball under a tree, it can be a challenge. You hit your ball behind a tree, it obviously can be a challenge to advance your ball forward. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's part of what golf is, where they design the holes and the course. And I'm, I don't know, and I haven't played it. You know, those storms were were heavy duty. So we played Hagen Oaks, the McKenzie course at Hagen Oaks. We mm-hmm. played three weeks ago, Saturday, three weeks ago. Uh, we kept seeing trees down, fresh cut stumps, stuff like that. Saw the marshal. He said they cut forty. They lost forty three trees yeah. out there in the storms. Forty three trees. Yeah. Just got. You know that's that course is you know, that's you know where that is. Top of Fulton Boulevard there. It's flat there. Yeah. You know it's all flat in that area. So it just got hammered by the storm. That's a lot. Forty three trees. You know all oaks, oak trees that just. You know they get old and corky, and they and they go down. And um, and your Niners, the Niners lost the NFC Championship game. That was tough, but they had a hell of a season, man. You know one of the things in my old age, Doug, 
that I'm learning. It's you got to enjoy the ride. It's more yeah. about it's more about the ride than it is the the the, yeah. the end. You know, it's about the journey, not you know, yeah. not the destination kind of a thing. And uh, that was a hell of a ride for the Niners. Obviously, you know, with that young quarterback getting hurt in the first series, you'd love to see him have a chance to play that whole game and see what happens because it was a pretty good game there. It was like it was it was seven seven in the second quarter, and it was like the ref decided this game's too boring. We're gonna have to start throwing some penalties, and so they did. But whatever. But yeah, I really learned that you know years ago when the Warriors, when the Warriors were really starting to win, and and they had that season where they you know they set the record for, for wins when they beat you know they had seventy three wins or whatever, and they, they were undefeated in the playoffs until the the finals against Cleveland, and they lost. Yeah. They lost that series in seven games to Cleveland, and um, you know what? It was like, why be upset that they didn't, you know, win the last game of the season when the journey to it was yeah. just so magnificent and yeah. so much fun? And that really just changed me as a sports fan. I was yeah. like, for the first time, I wasn't upset that they lost, like that my, yeah. my team lost the championship. It was it was really just what a magnificent run that they had and and I think that's probably more what sports are about and I think that's what you know what people uh, people need to do more of in today's world because everybody's really latching themselves on to I was kind of a conversation with this about somebody the other day about social how social media and the internet's it's changed people, things how it's just changed people in society and it's everybody yeah. everybody hitches their wagon to this one thing and it's like you know it's like that thing has to be the best and the most successful or it's a direct result or it has a direct impact on their personality and who they are and it's really not even that it's their social media profile right like you're the you know I'm the heavy duty 49er fan 49er this 49er that for and then they lose, and people take pot shots at you, and it hurts your feelings, and whatever. And it's like, there's yeah, a lot of, and like, I'm a grown man, right? I'm not going to let any of that stuff get to me. I don't no. care. I'm, first of all, I'm not going to be like that on social media. Secondly, if I was. Yeah, you know, I never comment. You know what I mean? I wasn't, and I wouldn't let it get to me even if I was, but there's a lot of people out there that are like. Especially you know. sports. So I'm a Raider fan, so it, yeah. even the ride has oh, sucked so, lately. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's. Yeah. But, you know, I've got family members that'll say, I don't care who wins as long as it's not the Raiders. It's like... Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, it's like I got this one buddy who's like, I'm not going to... He's like, I don't... As long as the 49ers lose, I don't care. He's a huge Raiders Yeah, fan. I never act like, like that. Whatever. I snoozed him for 30 days on social media. I don't, I don't want to have nothing to do with you during Yeah, there's no you. reason for it. <laughs> you know, because you know, everybody's just... like a... I usually say, you know, you got a good, like, Purdy, that quarter... That, yeah. I love the fact the Raiders had a good yeah. rookie quarterback too that came in. Yeah, he did. He and, uh, against the Niners, uh, they almost beat the Niners. I yeah, did I not think that they. I did not think they had the heart left to play in that game after they benched Carr like that. Yeah, I thought the Niners were going to stomp them, and they I did like, too. I was like, "Whoa!" I couldn't what believe it. What is going it, yeah. on here? And uh, yeah, we but, watched, you know, people yeah. are like that with politics and stuff too, and it's like they hitch their wagons to this one thing, yeah. and it's like. It's us, no matter what, against the world, and it's like it's not like that, man. That's not how life is, and it's just it's really, it's it's sad and it's also scary right now because people are doing some drastic things to one another, and there's a lot of otherism and stuff yeah. like that. But getting back to like the UFO topic, you know where where 
you and I, right? So I'm 53, you're 10 years older than me. And it's like, we, we've come a long way in our lifetimes to the point where like 10, 15, 25, 30 years ago, I mean, did you, I mean, do you think that it would be like the government would be releasing, you know, videos of stuff and, and creating these, you know, um, you know, what Harry Reid's done with, uh, you know, um, yeah, when he worked with, uh, Reed and Bob Bigelow down in the Skin. Yeah, do you watch Skinwalker yeah, Ranch? Yeah, I do watch it. Yeah, I, I what do, do you think it. of that show? You know what? I'll tell you what. I think that um, something weird has gone on there. I think that um, I I really liked yours and Bill's critiques of it because I don't ever think that they took stuff in the right direction. Like when the, whenever they found something that was interesting. They took it in the wrong direction. I felt yeah, it like was they, odd. It was odd. Yeah. They kind of took it yeah. in the wrong direction. Like they needed to go further in that same direction. Yeah. And um, I, I, I think that there's some possibility that there was something in the mesa there, and I think it has been destroyed and blown up and hidden. Yeah. And the other thing, I think that there may be a good possibility that there's some sort of portal above that place. Yeah, there's some kind of abnormality in the atmosphere above that place because they, but it's like I said, that every time they've sort of identified that something weird is is happening in a certain place, they've taken the the in a different direction. I'd love to see them do more more stuff in the in the sky above it. Uh, figure out a way to, you know, I mean, they did so many things with like shooting the rockets and the lasers up into it, and, the, and those were like malfunctioning and they, they couldn't quite get yeah. it right and then they just walk away from it right and well we have you watched oak island i i watched oak island a few episodes but i couldn't but i know what you're saying it's oak island uf with ufos kind of, or, or yeah. with, with the supernatural and they're gonna want to milk that is, thing yeah. and um yeah you know it's um, we're still gonna watch it and you're still gonna be listening to the show yeah I'll probably bring Debbie because Debbie is like, oh my god, oh my god, we're not going to be able to. Yeah. Scientifically, 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 it's not going to be the same read because I don't have an eye like Bill had for the science. But um, still, a lot of stuff just doesn't make sense. You know what is um, when all that started? I'll never forget. So television, the the model for television changed, right? So television used to be. We talked about Star Trek earlier, right? Oh, it was yeah. like every episode was a different story. Yeah. It was like a different story. Every hour episode was a different story. It was like yeah. a, like an hour-long movie of every story with these same characters and everything. And it all changed with that show Lost. J.J. Abrams and that show Lost changed it. And they, what they did is they changed it to a, a format where... It was all the same characters in the same story with all these new things happening to them all the time and that were that were leading you down a road. But 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 they never took you to a destination. They just kept pulling you down the road, right? Yeah. Like that show got ridiculous and I stopped watching it at the end. And that's the model is the in the model for television now is to keep the viewer captivated. To keep the viewer yeah. captivated and keep them coming back without ever really giving them the meat that's on, you know, with the carrot that's on the end of the stick. Kind it's, of with uh, it's different now. So I, it's it's yeah. a generational thing, yeah. I think. You know, it's just, yeah. for us, we're born more or less the same era. Yeah. And 
one thing that Corey, who I have on the show, talks about. He's a huge Star Trek fan. Yeah. How old is he? I don't really know. And, oh, I don't know. I don't even know exactly how old he is. I, yeah. gotta, I should look. Um, well, it's, I just mean like generationally. Yeah, he's close. Like, we he's were close to you. About, like, I see how like I don't think he's as old as you are. You, yeah. you know, born in the fifties, like yeah. the Star Trek generation yeah. thing. Like for me, certainly I had access to Star to Star Trek. I watched all the original ones, watched the movies. Right when they did came back, started making all the movies in the eighties. Yeah, but I was more the Star Wars generation. Yeah, you know, growing up in the seventies. And, um, you know, then Battlestar Galactica came out. And uh, yeah. the first show that I remember, like, really being intrigued by, like, science fiction was Space 1999. Oh, yeah. And the Eagle. Like, that was the, the, the I was like, I love that crap. Barbara that Bain. Show. Yeah. They, Barbara they Bain. And who was the, oh, God, who was the guy? But I didn't yeah. give up what I was getting. And that's why I say, see, he's a huge Star Trek guy. I didn't really ever get into the other shows, right? Like yep. Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, all that stuff. Like, I didn't, like, watch. I've watched I've the watched movies. I've watched them once in a while, but... Yeah, like... He was telling me the newer Star Trek... I'm pretty sure it's a Star Trek episode. One of the newer series that they Yeah, have. there's a new woke one on Paramount+. Yeah, Plus and he says like, he does, yeah. they're in their hall. He's, I, he jokes about it. He goes, yeah, they're in the hallway talking about their feelings. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's... It's, just, like, it's like woke, right? It's like... Yeah, a, it's... A trans yeah, I don't watch them because I'm yeah. like, I'm not... It, I don't <laughs> like them. Yeah. I, I've tried. Yeah, so I never got into all those... I mean, I've watched, like, the new movies with, like, Chris Pine as Kurt. I love those. And, yeah, with, with J.B.J. Abrams did those films, and those were yeah. good. Speaking of films, science fiction films, uh, did you watch... There was some great stuff happening on, like, cable television this weekend. Like, you know, I've got all the stuff, right? I've got the HBOs and the Netflix yeah, yeah. and the Paramount. It's and been way too much money. Yeah, yeah, my cable bill. Streaming. But I'll, I'm a, such a sucker for, like... And Raquel laughs at me. Raquel's my significant other about like, you know, watching the same thing over and over again. Like every time. Yeah, I'll do that too. It's like, there was some really good sci-fi stuff on this weekend, you know, and it was like, um, I watched some of my favorite movies were on Cowboys and Aliens. Oh yeah. Was on. That's Harrison Ford. And, and, uh, James Bond, Daniel Craig and a bunch of other, Walt Goggins is in that and some other really good you know, actors, you know, the, the, and I watch it. That's a great show, right? That's John Favreau, right, that did that. He, oh, yeah. He's done so much, so much great stuff, right? He's doing The Mandalorian, right? We're talking about that. But, uh, you know, one of the things that just at the end, I was watching it and I watched like, I, I watched like the first half, the second half of it, and I caught on it and then it came on later. So then I watched the whole thing, right? Because it's like a marathon or that movie, then another movie, then another movie. It was cool. Aliens were great. All that stuff. Great concept. Why are the aliens from the future or wherever they're from, right, from light years away, why are they using fossil fuel technology to, yeah. like, power their space? Was that Cowboys and Aliens? And, yeah, yeah. But they're shooting lasers. Yeah. But they're powering their little spaceships that they're flying around snatching people. You're with, not supposed to think about that. With, clearly with fossil fuels, yeah, right? You don't, you don't think about You can the see technology. the exhaust coming out. <laughs> and then at the end, when their giant craft takes off, you know, it's the traditional rocket with yeah. extended boosters. They're kind, you know, instead of some weird new nuclear. Yeah, but just floating fusion. up wouldn't be cool looking. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just, it was just like it just looked like you know, the, the SpaceX had said. Yep. You know, it was just. A, so, and you know, it wouldn't be like that. that. But and so that was on. I watched. Um, 
I watched Spielberg's um, War of the Worlds again, which was really, yeah. really good. And then, you know, I watched one of my favorites, one of my favorite science fiction films, because I always believe that, like, when we do come face to face with aliens, it's not going to be anything like we thought it was going to be, right? It's going to be. It's going to be weird, and it's going to be different, and it's going to be nothing like it was portrayed on TV. Or So I'm always kind of really fascinated by new visions of people. And it's um, Tom Cruise in Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So, the one where the time thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's so good. And the aliens are so unique and original. And, and the concept is, you know, it's far-fetched, but it's... It's very unique and very, um, like I said, I think it's going to be so different that it can actually, it's captivating, right? Because yeah. it's just so different from anything that we've ever seen before. Those, you know, they call them the, um, yeah, I don't remember what I they call I can't even them. remember, but they were really wild, right? Because there was the, there was the, there's like the soldier ones, and then there was the one that if you killed them and got the blood on you, then you were able to. To, to do the time thing, and then there was the thing that they killed at the end, but the mimics, they call oh, them the yeah. mimics, right? So, yeah, that was really, really cool. So that's what, what are some of your favorite, like, sci-fi I films? just watched <laughs> Hangar 18. The original? This week, yeah, the original Hangar 18 with uh, Darren McGavin. And the is that the one with the cat, with the necklace? Like the, No, this is the, this is the one where... It's a really, it's really kind of not goofy, but it's um, it. They were in the space shuttle, and there was a UFO out there, and they went to launch the satellite, and it hits the UFO. The UFO comes down to Earth, doesn't crash, but it has a controlled landing, like an auto landing. Yeah, yeah. And it's, they drag the thing to what? It's probably Wright Patterson Air Force Base or whatever. In Hangar 18. Yeah. That's always the myth or the, the the conspiracy theory is that Hangar 18 at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base is where they keep the UFOs. Yeah, yeah. So they get it there, and then there's two astronauts that land. And, of course, you know, they're trying to kill them because they know there's an election coming, a lot of political. Yeah, what year, what year is that film from? Dude, it's probably 70-something. Yeah. It's old. But... You know, those are the older ones, um, 20 million miles to Earth, Harryhausen, stop action. Uh -huh. um, you know, it's goofy looking and looks, but it um, it's a good, I like stories, as long as it's got a good story. Sure, yeah. You know, we were just, uh, a couple months ago we were just talking about, because I'd I'd have a group text with the friends and I would put it on there and, oh yeah, I'm watching, you know. 20 million miles to earth, you know, but yeah, it's, um, always with, uh, something new. They got, in, um, Donald driver. Is his name Donald driver? That's the backer dude. Adam driver, right? Adam driver. Yeah. And he's, that in a looks new... good. I know what you're talking yeah, about. He's going, he went back in, you know, 65 million years ago in a spaceship and lands and, well, that's right up your alley, right? Because yeah. you, you, you sort of believe that this whole... Yeah, the, thing, extra, the extra tempestrials. Yes, the extra tempestrials. Yeah. I'm almost done. People have been listening to me talk about this book for months. So you think that they're from the future? 
That's my theory, that the grays and things are just us that have evolved over hundreds of thousands of years. It's a plausible theory. Right? You know? That's what Joe Rogan thinks, too, right? He's like, I don't know if Rogan thinks that. I he does. He's like, this is, he's like, that's just a future vision, version of us. Yeah. Like, he's, like, well, this is, he's like, that's what this phone is doing to us. Yeah. Like, that's what the, like, his philosophy is like, what is, like, if you were an outsider looking in at, at, at the human life, like, what is this life form doing? Well, this, they, you know, they, all the things they do, what they really do is they create better things. Yeah. Right? And that's what, that's what, like, what we do is we're always striving to create a better yeah. whatever, right? That's why we have a new phone every year. That's why we buy a new phone every year. That's because, so we're, we're, that's why we, you know, we have all these new cars every year. And that's why we have, like, we're, we're always making better things. And technology, it's like eventually, like, we're going to become this, you know, eventually what's technology is going to become integrated into us. Yeah. Like there's going to be a biomechanical interface with technology, whether that's a chip in your brain or, you know, whatever it is. And then, you know, you're going to be, he's like, eventually we're going to become genderless. And, you know, it's like all these things yeah. that it's like, we're going to become this technological being just like that in the future. Like yeah. that. And so it does make, there's some plausibility to that for sure. Yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, there, there's a couple different theories, but, um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's hard to say. I mean, if you think about it, generations, just in the generation before us, my dad had, I don't know about you, they're going to hardly, my arms aren't very hairy, but yeah, your yeah. father might have had a lot of hair on his arms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or more hair on his face or, yeah. um, it's already we're seeing, um, evolution. Yeah. It seems to me. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. In yeah, one like generation. Things, yeah. You it's know. How our environment changes, like, who we are. Like, people yeah. don't have to, right, the, the majority of the population doesn't have to work as physically hard to survive yeah. that they used to 100 years ago, you know? Yeah. So, things like that are definitely going to change, right? And, and that's why, you know... Well, we don't. So I have to go to the gym more than I, yeah. Because I don't work on a farm. Well, people aren't talking to each other like this. People are talking to. I mean, you know, they're just texting, texting on their phones. There's a lot of there's a lot of different ways, but just the overall satisfaction that people like. I mean, even there's you know people like incels, right? Like people like there's this category of people called involuntary celibates. That yeah. like they don't like they just consider themselves like not worthy of you know whatever of human affection or whatever it is or sexual affection whatever yeah. and but part of it probably is because they can just go on the internet and yeah, satisfy themselves the sexually or yeah. whatever you know it's just it's that's a another weird, YouTube pornography it's just a weird thing like no and no time in our history has been like pornography been so readily accessible. Yeah, that's the problem. It is a problem. It's. I don't yeah. think it's a good thing at all. But it's. Yeah, it's going to be. It's, it's going to eventually affect the. Um, so here's why. Population. So here's why I don't think that though. That yeah. it's people from the future coming, because of that younger, driest stuff that we were thinking. Yeah. The reality is, and I think it's coming, and I think one of the reasons that our, it it it, it could be happening sooner than we know because if the government knew. If the government knew, if the, if the world powers knew that we were facing imminent destruction 
from an outside, from a comet, from a an yeah. asteroid, or they would not tell us. But no. thing, but things would get really, really weird politically, right beforehand. Like yeah. we, because and because there's a lot of things happening like in the political climate in the world that are just kind of like make you go, what, you know, like what is going on, you know, and so. I think that when you start talking about, you know, the Earth and, you know, we're talking about Alcatraz, we're talking about the young, not Alcatraz, but um, Atlantis, the Younger Dryas impact, we're talking about, you know, cataclysmic events that happen to this planet that we call home. Yeah. And they happen a lot more frequently than people yeah. want to the people you're not want gonna, to realize. How come we don't see this, all this major technology because it got wiped out? Exactly, right? And I, mean, I, and I think that that's, and then we start over again. And, you know, there's a few people that survive in caves or whatever, and, and you know, and, and that's where we are right now, and I think that we're long overdue for not only uh, something like that, but um, I don't know how much, how much research you've done into... Um, you know when the the polar axis flips, yeah, it happens like every six hundred thousand yeah. years it happens, yeah. and it hasn't happened in like eight hundred thousand years. Yeah, so it'll probably happen at some point. Like we're way overdue for it, right? And yeah. it, like these cataclysmic events that happen to our planet, like we're way overdue for one yeah. right now. And so, you know, if if there was advanced people that lived here on Earth, because if you think about it, man, it's like sometimes if you just break it down to like. And it's hard because we think, well, you know, we find, you know, ruins from ancient Greece and Rome and and all these places. And then we think of these really, that history, that's like 2,000 years ago, man, you know. You know, and so, but, you know, if something, you know, everything that we have in front of us, around us, in front of us all the time, like this is all made from the earth, everything. This microphone, the metal, the the, the polyester, yeah. the, the the rubber, the the wood, the like, right? If we got hit by a, an asteroid or a comet that just completely turned the Earth into a fireball, yeah, uh, over a hundred percent of its of, of you know, and like there would be nothing left, like it would be gone, right? And that's yeah. happened before to this planet. Several times. Several times. Nothing you can do about Every it. Every day they're learning that more and more stuff, that this planet yeah. is way older than it, and it's like, so that's why I don't think they're from the future, because I don't think that we'll ever get that far advanced. Yeah. Just, because I think that, the thing is, is like, if you look at the Milky Way galaxy, right, the rendition <laughs> of the galaxy, it's like the big black hole cluster in the middle, and all yep. the stuff spiraling around it. Yep. Like if they talk, they've talked about like the, the, the axis, yeah. right? And so where we are in our little solar system, compared to the galaxy, like we're moving into like you move up and down, like you don't always stay in the same place. You kind of move into that area where it's a little bit more dense, yeah, with material that's swirling around in space, and that's probably about every six hundred thousand years yeah. when we get hit blast by a comet when we get hammered by yep. something it's like we don't you know and it's like the mayans predicted 2012 was the year or whatever but it's you know it's they probably mis- ballparked it to some missed extent, it to a certain extent you know so that's just kind of where i am at on that stuff i just don't think that 
And it may be one of the reasons that we're seeing increased activity with UAPs is because they know that it's the end of time, end of times, end of days end of this, for us. End of this civilization. Right? End of days of their, you know, pet project or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they I, they probably seeded us here, or whatever. Who knows? But I mean, it wouldn't be anything's possible, right? I mean, it's like we don't. Well, really that's why know. we enjoy doing this because yeah. we know that anything's possible. Yeah. We just want to know something. Yeah. yeah. So, All right, sir. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Thanks again for joining me. All right, Doug. So appreciate I, it. I would just like to say, um, yeah, you know, rest in peace, Doctor Bill. I'm sorry for the loss of your friend. Thank you. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed from the last couple episodes that he's been since his passing is that you know you have excluded an important part of the show, and so I would just like if you would provide me the honor, yeah, to be the first one to say since Doctor Bill had left, and I hope you continue it, yeah. Watch the skies. Watch the skies. Thank you very much, JC. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Pro Podcast. See us on Facebook, Alien Pro Podcast, all podcast platforms, um, Instagram, Facebook. Um, check out our website. Alien Pro Podcast has all of our episodes. And again, as JC said, watch the skies. Watch the skies. <laughs>